Welcome to Startup to Scale, a podcast by Food Bevy. I'm your host, Jordan Buckner. Join me as I talk to aspiring entrepreneurs, seasoned industry experts, and everyone in between as we unlock the keys to growing from startup to scale. Hey everyone, Jordan here with the Startup to Scale podcast and excited for today's episode where we're going to be talking about how to create an operating system to run your business and everything that that entails. And with me for this conversation, I'd like to welcome Rick Wingate, who is the founder and CEO of Sherpa ERP. Welcome, Rick. Thanks, Jordan. Thanks for having me today. So, I uh, want to bring you on because you are kind of an expert in this space and kind of been building these systems for a while now. Um, but we'd love for you just to give a quick 30 seconds on what Sherpa ERP is and how it helps brands. Yeah, Sherpa is a cloud-based uh, business management suite for manufacturers and wholesalers. It's a dying to com- designed to completely digitize the working environment and all the process management for today's uh, consumer goods products so that they can have everything, one single source of truth. So they can have all the information on their customers, their inventory, their manufacturing procurement, their online, all in one place. I love that. You know, the um, the idea of a single source of truth has really been important recently with the, I mean, I guess it's been forever now, but the proliferation of software that companies are using for everything like marketing and sales, operations, inventory, it seems like your data is scattered in in all places. And so it's really valuable to have as much as you can kind of reflected in one place that you reference versus having to look at a hundred different software to kind of pull pieces together, right? Exactly. And, and, and And the Sherpa system is designed for owners. It's not designed, you know, it's for every aspect. So they can see their business in real time, not having to wait till the end of the month for a, you know, an accounting report or going to spreadsheets that may or may not be updated allows the entire team to collaborate in one single space. So it's very, very simple to use, very intuitive, but it was designed in the end for the owner to be able to see their business in real time. Excellent. So what I want to do is kind of break down some of the um, processes that business owners need to make sure that they're tracking and bring together, uh, whether it was Sherpa or um, any other kind of software they're looking to do to make sure that they're encompassing this within their business. So when I started my brand T-Squares, we started doing everything in Google Sheets because it was very lightweight to start. We can kind of put basic numbers in there. Um, but as we grew, it became more and more complicated and essentially broke down a lot and spend more time just trying to build formulas than than running my business. So when companies are kind of thinking about uh, building out systems, like what's what's a good way for them to start? Well, we think, uh, especially in this new world with the, with the systems that are available, process management is probably the number one thing key. Why try to reinvent the wheel? Use a system that people have been using, you know, very effectively, very productively for years. So. We start right with procurement, right into manufacturing, right into inventory, right into sales and invoice automation to fulfillment with all the customer information and work on that flow and stay steady on that flow. When you get into the spreadsheets and, you know, last thing you want to do and last thing that our company wants to do is have you sit in front of the computer all day long or your team all day long. And that's what happens with those spreadsheets. They get big, they break down, mistakes occur. What we want to do is just make sure that people are following a standardized process, definable, repeatable. And then that's really where the value comes in, because then you can start to really deepen your relationships with your customers. You're not just asking for orders. 
you're able to talk, your entire team is collaborating in a single space. So you can see everything from shipping and receiving right through to purchasing inventory. So it's very important that small business owners realize that why recreate the will? Take the standard set of protocols that most people use through a lean manufacturing process and things like that, and then standardize and then move forward. And that'll be the big strength in their company long-term as they begin to grow and scale. You know, one thing that I hear from founders all the time is that like, oh, but my business is different. I need all these custom ways of looking at my information. Um, what do you see is the, the downside of that approach? Uh, diminishing returns. We use the old 80-20 rule. We want to give an, an owner with 20% of their effort, 80% of the insights that they're looking for. When you get into that minutia, you really start spending a lot of time not working on your business as opposed to growing your business. You really get down and, and, and too much in the weeds. If you're doing 200000 or half a million dollars a year, that, that micro minutia that you're going to require is like, it's what a $100 million company uses. So you're better off to optimize and be very strong productivity and process management wise on that 80-20 rule and just start with that. And I think most people in this space would be, that'd be the number one thing that they would benefit from. You know, it's interesting because most of um, the founders, like you said, they just spend all day kind of like looking at spreadsheets. And sometimes I think it, even for me, it was a little bit of an excuse to not get out. It's like, oh, well, let me kind of look at the data and crunch some numbers. And next thing I knew, I would spend hours of looking at stuff that in the end turned out not to be that important versus actually getting my feet out on the ground and making sales and doing other things. It kind of feels like a, a safety net, especially for, for some founders. And that, and that rule of thumb is just remember diminishing returns. When a company like Boeing requires that little extra margin on that final 20%, a small business doesn't require that. They need to be talking to customers. They need to be improving their marketing. They need to be getting additional sales, making sure they're procuring. They've got a lot of things. That, an owner has a lot of things to deal with, all the hats in one day. So it's very important not to get bogged down in that and actually execute as opposed to analyze and become paralyzed through analyze. Yeah, I know a lot. Of, it always brings to mind the... Um the the phrase of keep it simple stupid you know the k-i-s-s because a lot of founders tend to over -com uh, complicate what they're doing and especially if you're already creating an innovative product you don't need to over complicate the business of it keep the business part simple keep it straightforward so that you can focus on the parts that are actually innovative in and what you're doing and the nice piece is you know a lot of you can become an expert very quickly on one system very difficult on disparate systems to be able to manage all of those different disparate type of systems. So, you know, pick one, stay with it, work with it. There's a lot, of, I always use the analogy, it's a lot like a date timer. Doesn't matter if you're using Outlook or using Google Calendar, you know, use it. Use it and what it's there for and use it and use it well. And you'll be very successful in your business. So let's talk through a little bit about the different processes that, that founders need to kind of automate looking at you know, the starting at maybe like the purchase order, ingredient ordering, all the way through kind of manufacturing, then we'll kind of talk about the sales pieces too. So, you know, what are some of the things they need to be doing all the way from like the beginning of ingredient ordering? Well, that's where procurement sometimes is missed, a formal procurement process where you can have just a basic PO, out it goes to your vendor, order comes in and immediately you begin to track. Uh, very few people are lot tracking. And what happens is, uh, as your business grows, your risk grows because your orders are bigger. And if you get a recall, 
How are you going to focus on bringing that product back in a cost-effective manner? You have a lot tracked. You might have to bring 90 days of product back if you have a problem. So uh, building your system, you know, understanding that small business can't get away with what they used to get away with in, in the old days because you were small. There are systems in place that can track this. You know, Sherpa is one of them. But the fact that you stay on the lock tracking and you build your business on that and you're able to understand like I ordered that ingredient, went all the way through my manufacturing process to my shipping, and I know right to what end client it went to. That's very, very powerful. And as you begin to scale your business and you want to uh, start selling to larger customers, whether it be uh, you know, working with Amazon or Walmart or a number of other areas, you need to have that compliance and risk part of your business really knuckled down and bulleted in so that people can really expect you to uh, be able to support them and to be able to work with them effectively. Yeah, I think what happens as well is um, founders will kind of feel overwhelmed with the amount of uh, data and things that they need to track, right? Like log tr tracking sounds really complicated if you don't have a system that automatically does it. So when we were using Google Sheets for our business, like we honestly couldn't really track lots accurately. Um, and we just kind of figure like, oh, if there's an issue, then you know, we were relatively small. Like we'll just pull back what product we have. But kind of building those habits early, even if it's a little bit of extra work, will make sure that once your business really takes off, you already have the, the processes that you need just internally with your team on making sure that you're tracking those things. So you don't look back and think like, oh crap, we have to go back and redo everything from the beginning. And that extra time at the, at the start kind of really um, pays off later down the road. And the other side of it as well, too, is having consistency of product. You know, as, as people grow, they're going to start to want to internalize perhaps manufacturing a little bit more as opposed to having a third party do it. So having that data, not only in your lot tracking, but your production runs so that you can have consistency of product, right, over and over. So when one person goes and buys your product one time, it's the same as the next product the next time. And that's, that's a really big thing about building your brand and having a consistency of product so that people can get the same experience again and again. One thing I like, really like about um, good systems that do this as well is you can uh, begin tracking multiple suppliers as well. So especially right now with all the supply crunches, it's um, you, you have to have multiple suppliers for each ingredient in case something goes wrong. And so a system will allow you to keep track of pricing per suppliers and ordering history, lead times, so that when you need to make a decision, you're not like going back through emails trying to find the pricing or who the contact was, everything's all together. So you can quickly kind of make those decisions. And then also as your company grows, right, it can extend beyond just the person who was managing it before. So if in some case someone leaves the company, that information can still be retained kind of within the system, right? And that's a big part of it. You know, and we all know there's lots of turnover in staff nowadays and being able to retain that intellectual property and have it there, you know, exactly. Simple as like, who's our top vendor? You know, and, and then as your business grows, the positions grow. So next thing you know, you might have a manufacturing manager. You might have a procurement officer. You might have an inventory manager. So them having the ability to have, you know, quarters and years of data in the background is going to allow them to jump in and be highly productive in the business in a short period of time as opposed to having to recreate the whole position and, and learn all the new information again. Oh, that's so true because 
if the last person created all, even though the founder is handing it off and they create all these custom scripts and forms and, and Google Sheets or has someone else do it, the new person coming in will have a really hard time learning kind of how that works versus a system that's already set up so they just can do the, the, the input. Um, let's talk about the manufacturing component. So what should the best systems make sure they include from a kind of self-manufacturing and assembly component or if you're working with a outside or a contract manufacturer? Really, really important to keep track of production runs. Again, back to my consistency aspect of it. Find a lot of small businesses can get a lot of variability in their production uh, runs, and it really can it, it can really hurt their brand longer term. You know, and, and especially you know if you're in the food and beverage industry, you know there's an area there where people really are looking for consistency. The other side is not having to reinvent the wheel each time. Having your recipes all pre-populated or your production cycle all pre-populated. Uh, your manufacturing all pre-populated. The nice thing about that, even if someone happens to grab the wrong screw in a manufacturer, you're out only maybe a little bit, you know, maybe a penny per per bolt or something like that. And then what that'll really happen is by having those processes pre-populated in your manufacturing, repeatable, definable, and you're going to really, really be focused on your inventory, which is really important. A lot of owners, what happens is they come through the manufacturing and finally they get to do an inventory and all of a sudden they thought they had a record quarter and now they've got a massive inventory issue that they had to deal with that wasn't accounted for properly. So being able to have pre-programmed you know, manufacturing or recipes built into the system so that you are just constantly, your variability on your inventory would be very, very small. And that's, that's the number one thing that they need to focus on in manufacturing so they don't have those big inventory mistakes. And it's a cash flow issue when it comes up. Yeah, it definitely does. And right, you can do things like um, look up how many ingredients, how much of each ingredient you need for the future runs. And then if you're out, you know that you need to order it and you can kind of see those easily in advance uh, versus having to figure that all out kind of on the day that you need it, especially as lead times really expand now. And it's drawing, you know, it's drawing in real time from your inventory, right? So, you know, and you've got your min maximum levels in your inventory, you know what your lead time is into your vendor and you can automatically produce your PO. And then everything starts really working well together and you become a well-oiled machine. And that's where the productivity enhancements occur of process management. Having all that information working together so that your business can run effectively. That's the single key that you're going to need by having these new operating systems in the new digital space. And it makes for a really good conversation as you're growing because whoever you're kind of managing during the work, you can then easily kind of pull reports, talk about, hey, what was our um, waste like for our production runs with internally or with partners? You can kind of bring all the information together. So you kind of look, as you mentioned, that single source of truth. And you're like, all right, we have the numbers here. As long as they're inputted accurately, then we can look back historically on, on what things have been. You can find ways of optimizing. I love that. Yeah, and when you have a notes infrastructure built in there too, they're able to put some qualitative. What we find as well with some of the smaller manufacturers, uh, when you start talking craft industry, sometimes there's there's some artistry associated to things. So being able to track, uh, you know, maybe something you produced for the fall that was very very popular, you know, for around Thanksgiving time, uh, you know what I mean? Why was it popular? You know, what what did we do last year? Having that information retained, you know, is, is very key, and you know. Could be as interesting as, you know, one of the ingredients came in that was just very optimal at the time and you had a great vendor with that. So, so having that, uh, being able to keep that data and have that data at your fingertips 
uh, is, is really important uh, in terms of being consistent, you know, throughout the year. Excellent. We've been talking about kind of these inputs of, kind of the product coming in, inventory tracking and the like. Um, let's talk about the other side, which are recording sales. So the three main areas that I see companies are doing now are kind of direct to consumer sales, wholesale through a retailer distributor, or some of these kind of third party marketplace sales, um, either through like an Amazon.com through seller or um, sometimes it's through like Fair or Maple, some of these other companies getting getting started. So what should the best systems make sure that they're able to, to do for those sites to record? Well, omni-channel distribution. That's that's what we that's the fancy term we have of being able to link with as many of these systems as you can. Um, it, it, and you also too, you have to be able to sit down and have a look at your margins as well, too. So there's a there's a wholesale component to everything that you do. And then there's a retail distribution. And whether that's through a third-party distributor, uh, you know, through Amazon or Walmart marketplace, or right through your own uh, Shopify, uh, direct to consumer. It's very, very important that you can take a look at those channels and you can see the value of each channel. And to be able to really make good, solid business decisions in an omni-channel distribution, you've got to pick winners and losers, sadly, especially when you're small and you're starting. Very difficult to deal with everything effectively and, and do so. But then you want to be able to review the data and the information to make sure that you're optimizing your business and you're, you're, you're uh, maximizing your margins. And as you grow, you know, when you're dealing with omnichannel distribution, uh, $200,000 company versus a $5 million company are completely different beasts. So having a digital system to help coordinate and quarterback, and again, back to reporting, providing all that reporting back you know, so that you can make informed decisions. Do, is Amazon the way for us to go? Do we like the Shopify ecosystem? Do I want to be on Walmart? We want to do it ourselves. You know, do you want to go more to a B2B? You know, these are all the things. And without the insights and the data, you can't make informed decisions. So then you're just guessing. Yeah. One thing I used to do as well is uh, we had channels that we were going after, as you were mentioning. Uh, we had food service uh, that was big for us. We had retail, online, and then we also did events and things like that. And what I like about good systems is you're able to kind of code those channels into like which customers are able to um, apply for each of those so that you can then track, as you mentioned, those macro trends on like which part of the business, which business is gonna be uh, most beneficial for us moving forward. And we can double down in there and then we can kind of drill in deeper and look at individual customers or events or whatever kind of within there so that you can then look at that data when it's available um, and the reports are there. That's important. And, you know, having, again, a single source of truth, you know, that's what really gives you the value in, in the appropriate system. The other side, too, is, you know, there's also a big trend to digitizing B2B as well. And a B2B transaction is usually four to five times larger than a B2C or a direct consumer. So those aspects as well, too, being able to look at all the all the channels that you want to look at, where's the profitability, where are the margins? That's also going to affect certain people as they grow and they get a little bit bigger when they want to start internalizing more processes, you know, perhaps in fulfillment and perhaps in manufacturing so they can increase margins. And if you're going to make a big investment in fulfillment or a big investment in manufacturing, you need that data to justify so that you can grow your company if you want to start moving more to an internal process as opposed to dealing with a third party. And then talk about the accounting kind of integrations that, that usually happen with these systems. What do you need to make sure is there? Well, that's that's a nice thing. You know, QuickBooks, Zero, FreshBooks, a number of these accounting packages, they do great jobs on the accounting side. 
the only negative is they're they're accounting. They're not for the business owner to the same extent. Their financial statements, balance sheets, income statements. The other aspect too is their rear view focus. They're always done at the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the year. So it doesn't allow you to make the business decisions that you need to make in real time, like having a good operating system, you know, in place. So we use as the accounting system, you know, we like to look at that separately because that's a separate set of features. We use, you know, QuickBooks as an example, where you can get the certain financial data that you want to see, your bank wants to see. But in our system, for an example, it's very important to be able to see day to day that I'm making the right decisions and I can see it in real time as opposed to, well, what happened? I can't do anything six weeks later when I get my financial report. And then integrations. The nice thing about your finding now, if we go back to you know online ordering, the order comes in right into the system. It pre-populates all the way through from sales order to invoice to receipt, and then right into the accounting package. And what you'll find, we call that time to first value. And the uh, there's a big study done by Ernst Young back in 2018, and you're going to save $15 per invoice by being able to digitize that process. Plus, you're also going to eliminate, you know, having to multiple uh, key in the information. And that really reduces the chance of human error as well. Excellent. I love that. And as you're talking with your clients, what are some of the other big kind of time savings or aha moments that, that they're telling you? It's like, oh, I love using a system because of the hearing. You know, user interface, you know, simplicity of the product. Um, ERP is notorious for cost overruns, complexity, and implementation failure. So our, our company is attempting to do what QuickBooks did to the accounting package. We want to disrupt the ERP space exactly the same way and be able to bring, we all know those tools and that reporting, that information is valuable. How can we get it to the owner? How can we get it to our customer? But the big thing is, how can they use it quickly? How can you onboard somebody in hours and days versus like I've seen some of the larger ERP, it's ongoing for 20 years trying to get the thing to work. And that's always been the big debate. And so, and that's what I see uh, when we go along. And then the second part of it is, is there's a value bump for the owner as well. Having a digital system, operating system, running your business is going to allow for, like we talked about, retention of the information, all the customer information, all the sales, all the data is in there. And that makes your company more valuable. So when you do look to maybe create a liquidity event for your company, you know, there's going to be a multiple there that people are willing to pay for, you know, because your information and there's less risk associated with them buying your business if you had just spreadsheets and paper. So. And then also along with that, a lot of our founders are raising investment right now and founders have questions in terms of not just beyond your P&L and beyond your balance sheet, like who are your most profitable customers, where are your best channels that you're selling in? And this allows you to really get that information in a much more clean and accurate way than having to go out back and make all those calculations. And my background is in venture capital and private equity as well. And number one thing that I start looking at when we're looking at companies and even acquisitions for our company and potential partners is I don't want to see the systems in place. I don't want to see spreadsheets. I don't want to see manual process. I don't want to have to just talk and get people's opinions. I really need to be able to drill down on the data. Financials are great for one aspect of it, but the day-to-day process. I, I'd love to buy companies that are using just spreadsheets and, and paper <laughs> manual because I'm going to put a system in and I'm going to capture that value after I buy that company. So it's very, very important that people stay focused on process management, get those productivity gains, make your company more valuable. 
And in the end, simpler to run. You've got it right there all on your laptop every day, sitting in front of you, you know, nice and simple. And, you know, you're spending minutes instead of hours, you know, on, uh, on the systems in your company. I love that. And one thing I just want to mention real quick, because I know a lot of founders will think like some of these systems are really, really expensive to, um, to run. And some of them are, they cost tens of thousands or up to millions of dollars. Um, but one thing, if anyone's interested in, and love what Rick was talking about, definitely check out Sherpa ERP. I'll put the link in the show notes, but you know, normally, and they keep their system affordable. So their main package is usually about $3.99 a month. But Rick's also offering our Food Bevy listeners and Startup to Scale podcast listeners a 50% discount through the next year because, as we talked about, a lot of the founders are kind of struggling financially right now. And so definitely a deal to check out. Um, and even if you're just starting at the very beginning, uh, they have plans that can work with you as well. So feel free to reach out and happy to give an intro to Rick and his team. Rick, thanks so much for being on today. Jordan, appreciate it and have a good rest of your week.